Hello! Nerds, welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that's based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host, Taylor. I host this show pretty much every week. I pretend that it's a new thing that I do every week, but you guys know me. I'm your friend. I'm your good buddy who's going to walk you through comic book television, and it's all going to be okay. With me on this journey today is Mike. If you pretend you're new at it every time, you never have to get better, and new fans will be like, oh, he's new. It is his first time, you know? Yeah, that's the entire goal. But everybody else knows. Yep. The longtime hardcore fans know I'm just a piece of shit. Also with me is Ryan. The thing that we can do to mix it up, because you're getting bored and tired, is that Mike and I can wear like... Include a third person. S&M gear. Every episode. I would love to bust that out again. We don't have a video proponent, component, uh, or proponent. Nobody wants it. But uh, yeah, I think you'd be able to tell in our voices that we're wearing all leather. You'd hear I, the zipper wrapped around our lips. You would be able to tell in my voice that you guys are wearing it because I very much want that to happen. Humana, 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 humana. Now, weighing in on that decision, from the Unnatural 20s podcast, Cassie's here. What hey, you, what's up, guys? What do you feel about uh, these two guys putting on like S&M gear. Listen, I know you guys are recently started a Patreon and if that was a level part of it, like where you could get pictures and stuff, I feel like it would really help you guys out. And it has nothing to do with garbanzo beans. Exactly. Yeah. There's something new. We're done with garbanzo beans. It's all S&M gear all the time over at patreon.com slash your pop filter. We have to switch from garbanzo beans anyway because I don't know if any Patreon person ever beans? said this, but uh, too many people like paid for the Patreon because of the garbanzo thing. Yeah. We need mm-hmm. to settle it down and do something else. My skin is sloughing off. I need to eat things that aren't garbanzo beans. Sloughing off. <laughs> Good phrase. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, just slough it off. That's what my dad used to tell me whenever I would like seriously injure myself. And then you would rip off the jagged skin and throw it at him. Yeah, and then it would just heal up. Are you happy now, dad? Yeah, I have like a... Uh, Did you learn that from watching him? Yeah. I Listen, he's a very rapid healer. He has like that uh, Wolverine healing factor. So it's impossible to kill him, though I have tried. <laughs> How did you guys uh... kill our dads? Yeah, <laughs> kindness. Oh, just That's... kept hugging him till he died. Mike named his gun kindness. <laughs> yeah, it shot his head right you off. You can never get sent to jail if you do a cute name for your murder weapon. That's actually That's... not true. No, actually, it is because I named a sword uh, hugs one time. Never been sent to jail for the fifteen murders I committed with that bad boy. Do you think I now that you're saying it into a microphone? Yeah, I feel like that might cause some issues now. Well, no, because it's, it's still the name. What, you think like someone's going to learn the name and now they have power over my sword? Not yeah. likely. <laughs> what is th- Witches are back. Where? Show me Everywhere. where. Everywhere. Where? All over the interwebs. Oh, yeah? Na- know, I hate interwebs. N- name me one witch that's back. He just wants to talk about Sabrina. I don't, really want to don't fall into it the is, trap. It is fully eating my heart and soul out that I am not watching Sabrina right now. Wait a week. We're gonna do a whole no! show tonight about Legends and Daredevil, and he's still he like he's not cool shit. with it. Are you kidding me? She's a she's a girl, and she talks to Satan, and then like there's Who is it? magic. Cassie, you're That's the a- biggest Riverdale fan on the show right now. I would okay. say on the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you excited for Sabrina? I'm so excited for Sabrina. Without a doubt, like I can't wait for whatever because they've added a dark component to Riverdale, and I can't wait for that to cross over because it's already gotten so wild on Riverdale. So whatever Sabrina is gonna do, I cannot wait. Are we gonna see like cursing and boobies if it's on Netflix? I oh fuck boobies! <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even think about that until just now, but the, I think the last other than for this show Netflix original series that I watched 
was Altered Carbon, where they made a real point of that. To I heard there like, was a couple of boobs yeah. in that show. There Why were boobs. There were dicks. I'm pretty sure there were vaginas. They were just like, look, we can show all of the parts of a human on this. We're Netflix. <laughs> That's like, crazy, because HBO, at least, the channel itself comes with a parental warning. But Netflix... No, you could just go anywhere. Yeah, yeah no, I, I was so surprised. I was like, there are so many penises in this Netflix show. Good. And it finally, <laughs> penises get their play. Do you think they'll change the name to, like, nut fucks? <laughs> I can only hope. Yeah, so maybe we'll get all that in Sabrina. I kind of hope not, because I think the, the fun of what someone, I think, this week referred to as sex Archie is, <laughs> like, there's just, it, they, like, tease Oh, that's you. Paula Tompkins. Is it? Yeah, on Twitter he's like, "Oh, I was watching Sex Archie the other night." <laughs> I I'm now that's how I refer to Riverdale because that's what it is. Uh, but I I think the fun of it is like they're they're flirting with you, like they're doing a little bit, but they're not gonna like they're not gonna show titties, and I like that about them. Look, we're gonna give you shirtless Reggie for no reason, but that's where we draw the line. <laughs> we will talk about that in depth later. But before we get to that, we have to talk about the main event tonight, Legends of Tomorrow. But get before to- we get to that. We're doing a little thing called the tape in, you useless little mongrels. How dare you think we weren't going to do a tape in? Shut the get out of here. Let's go to it. Join Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, now we are here in a little thing called the tape in. This is part of the show where they unchain me from the wall. I get to do whatever I want, and they have no say in it. Cassie, is this your first tape-in? This is my second tape-in. Oh! We fought babies in my first one. That's correct. We did (laughs) do... Never forget your first. Never. I remember now. I had to take a celebrity to Taco Bell, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, this week, we're going to do a a fan favorite segment, guys. I think they've been clamoring for it. Taking babies to Taco Bell? (laughs) No, 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 no. But it is very close. This is a segment called, What You Snacking On? This is a segment where we just go around and we tell, like, what have I been snacking on? Is it comic book show related? No, no. It's just what you've been snacking on. Little snacks. Yeah. So I, uh, I'll i start off. This yeah. week, um, I accidentally ate a munitions factory, and then my little butt, it committed a genocide. What are you going to do? It just shit out bullets. And it was a real war crime that happened. All right. <laughs> Ryan, what, what you been snacking on, buddy? So you, what, you watched a bunch of Yosemite Sam cartoons and... I, well, Yo, Seventy Sam is my uncle, so I have to like respect the family. Um, I have been snacking on d- today, just like for the last month, uh, garbanzo beans, and <laughs> you can keep that going by joining Patreon.com/slash/YourPopFilter. If you want to stop me from eating munitions factories, you should donate to that Patreon so I can afford real food. You think a factory <laughs> is cheaper than food? Well. Who's your factory guy? Well, listen, I'm not saying I'm eating this factory on the up and up. What, you think I, like, legally ate a munitions factory? Under the table fact? What, are you being ridiculous <laughs> here? What, like, what kind of an idiot are you? I will also say I'm partial to uh, any sort of fruit snack. Oh, Ooh, I don't even good. care about the shape. Welch's? No, I usually buy them. <laughs> that's <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Welch's fruit snacks are the best, though. They are... Like they're th- like that perfect level of like because if you get the organic ones or whatever they're like all oh, real fruit juice or whatever they're too like almost liquidy. I want the ones that are like a little bit hard, like they've kind of been dipped in flour. Yeah, or you can tell they're fifteen years old. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I want to be able to throw them against the wall and they just bounce. Like I want to play basketball with these things. That's why gushers were so good because they would bounce, but then they were also they were hard, but then they had that gooey center. Yeah, and also the perfect. Any food, we're like, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty. What do I do? Get some gushers. 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 
Solves anytime, all the problems. You're running a marathon. You're in the middle of a basketball game. Pound some gushers. <laughs> keep going. You're oh. fine. That's what Coach always told me. That's, uh, that's your Sunday morning. Yeah. You run a marathon in the middle of a basketball game. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's a lot of effort. It is a lot of laps, and they hate it. Cassie, what yeah. have you been snacking on? Well, I haven't worked my way up to ammunition yet, so I've been working on right now some habanero almonds. Ooh. So like slowly building up to there. Yeah. It's, okay. It, it's nothing. And then habanero almonds, yes. and then ammunition factory. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. on the trail. You got to work up to like the explosiveness. Yes. And then I still need my protein, too, so the yeah. almonds. 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 Al- are you an, you're an almonder pronouncer. I guess so. I, like I just discovered really that, that with owl. us. Almond? Really yeah. How do you say it? Almond. 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 I call them Al Greenmans. That's fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so we, Mike, you and I say it the same way. Yeah. So we're the Almond Brothers. We are the Almond Brothers. Yeah. Oh, you like that? You like that? You <laughs> son of a bitch! I want to dress up like an almond and put on a beard, and that's the Halloween costume. That's such a good idea. I today, uh, and I think I tweeted this out, and I don't think anyone responded. Came up with Corinne Bailey Ray Cyrus. <laughs> oh, and no one responded. Read more of your <laughs> tweets, Taylor. The fans love it. I just think that that's a what good. What are you, Greg? It's a fr- it's a free Halloween costume that no one is taking. Mike, what have you been snacking on, you son of a bitch who hates me? <laughs> the northern hemisphere of Europa, which is Mars's frozen moon. That's such a good... Well, how'd you get up there? I walked. That's... You know what? That's why I was That's gone last week. You know, what? That's, you know what? Ask and answer. That was a dumb question for me to ask. Left at Albuquerque. Jump through a spinny thing. You're there. What? Start munching. I've Now, I've never eaten the northern hemisphere of Europa. I never Puss. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, what's the, like, what's the texture like on that thing? It is. It's kind of like water ice. Uh, so it's <laughs> no, 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 no. Mike you doesn't get to now. explain Absolutely anything not. else. So you, you, I, I think it's best because it is. It's pretty solid. So it's best to get those metal cleats that like golfers wear, and you go there and you just run marathon through a space basketball game. Get that ice real chippy. Uh, then pour lemon juice all over it and just lick it up. Oh, lick it up, like okay. the biggest so water ice you've ever seen. You gotta, you gotta put on your metal cleats to eat your water ice. So, so you bring the lemon to, like, you bring a little garnish. I bring the lemon to your Europa. Okay, that's interesting. Have any of you guys eaten the northern hemisphere of Europa? Wait, where is this improv? Yes, <laughs> and yes. of course I have. Well how, well, how do you eat your northern half of Europa? Uh, any way I want. It's like the Reese's pieces of parts of the planet. That's not. You have to eat Reese's pieces oh, one yeah. way. <laughs> it's just the, you just, just put them in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. What What other ways are there to eat Reese's pieces vertically? In a peanut butter cup. I, yeah, okay. I put them in a peanut butter cup, yeah. which is oh, also shit. from Philly. No, Pittsburgh, sorry. You Ooh. motherfucker, you get it right. Pittsburgh's the better. peanut butter cup. You motherfucker, <laughs> you get it right. Pittsburgh sucks. Philly rules. Pittsburgh is the we good one. We got gritty. That's okay. A, a, I adore gritty. That you know you do win there. Guys, what do you think gritty snacks on? <laughs> Other <Babies>. smaller gritties? <laughs> yeah, Holy gritty shit. cannibal. It's just like it's got like those a, eyes. It's like a Katamari Tomasi. He looks like gritty. the abominable snowman from the fucking Rudolph Rankin and Bass movie. I if I could eat, are we gritties? roasting gritty now? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, gritty. I know how gritties. <laughs> Listen, gritties be one way, and women be Those another way. 
Gritty eats Philly Fanatic's ass. That's what he munching on. Oh shit! <laughs> I would watch that porn instantaneously. <laughs> and you know that fanatic got that that Listen, nozzle on its thing. If you mm. donate enough to the Patreon at yourtimpopvillage.com slash Patreon or whatever, I will I will I will dress up like Gritty and I will fuck a person dressed like the Philly okay, Fanatic. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, and I will snack on that fucking ass. In, in this That's era, what I'm doing. in this era, we do not do that. You don't dress up like somebody else and then trick them into eating their ass. No, I'm going to oh tell no, them that that's not the real gritty. Well, no, yeah. listen, it's a, it's not going to be the real Philly fanatic either. We're all going to be consenting adults in this pornography. What <laughs> you think? Like the, you think they get the actual Peter Parker to film those Spider-Man porns? Yes, I yes. do. Oh, I'm, you're they right. Know, but you're it's right. Peter Parker, Ca- Cassie. They're right. They're, okay. They got that. Wait. But listen, it will be clarified in the Craigslist ad without a doubt. Like they'll know it's not the real. It's one of Gritty's helpers. Like, it's a, it's a mall Gritty. Helper. Yeah. So, one of the Philly Flyers, right? Right, exactly. You assume dressed as Gritty. Also, oh, the yeah. correct answer to this is Grits Crackers. I was going to say just Grits. Shrimp and Grits. Grits, grits Crackers is good. Grits. Ooh. I, I, after last week's episode, I mentioned pumpkin spice shrimp. Uh-huh. And I have that gotten, did not go over well. It did not go over well, and I have gotten some real life feedback about that snack choice that I gave. <laughs> was it from your tummy? Punches. <laughs> I did listen. I I put a little bit of pumpkin flavoring on some shrimp, and it did not go over what? well like, for my tummy. That was the top ramen you got. <laughs> listen, I did want to say this at the top, but the reason that I had to go and eat a munitions factory was to calm down the rumblings that were happening from that pumpkin spice shrimp. Oh, good. I'm glad that there was a reason you brought up the fact yeah. you ate a munitions factory. Well, I wanted it to just be like a fun thing that I did like during my week, then you guys could check in. But a fun yeah, factory? No, I, I, I fucked up my stomach real bad. But yeah, no, uh, people are furious that I would even mention pumpkin spice and shrimp in the same... People like their shrimp. Pu- pumpkin spice. I think it's mainly because it's past pumpkin spice season. What? So they're We're just already like, done? No, 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 no. It's still Halloween. No. Gourds are in season through Thanksgiving. Okay, I don't gourds like the are. fact that Mike is saying the word gourd. <laughs> so let's cut that right out. Um, it's gritty season, no, and gritty loves a pumpkin. Okay. Christmas steps on gritty season earlier and earlier every year. And I'm sick of it. Hashtag Warren Gritty. He, gritty does look like if you could turn like a pumpkin into a spaghetti squash. We're back to roasting. We're back to roasting. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not oh! roasting. We're, we're lovingly putting him in the oven and then toasting him up and then making him into spaghetti and then mm. putting a little bit of sauce on him. You only roast the gritties ma- you love. Mozzarella. A little bit of mozzarella. A little, little, little bit of pumpkin spice to shrimp. Uh. Is, yeah. Philly, is Philly the city that calls everybody Gord? Yeah. Hey, Gord, give me that John. No, I was talking to the other Gord and the other John. So, uh, wait, you were asking Gord to hand you a different person? No, John, J- John's not John. I'm not talking about John when I say John. It's a bathroom? I rented yeah. that John at the John. That's when not you gotta a... You got to go to John? No. Hand me the John that's in your hand right now. That's not a... Everything's a John? Everything's a John. Because of how many hookers there are? I d- d- Philly's a dumb place. It's that's a dumb, dumb true. Place that dumb, is dumb true. People. Pittsburgh is better. And no. that is all the time we have for what you been snacking on. Now, we're going to talk about the season premiere of Legends of Tomorrow. On the fourth season premiere of Legends of Tomorrow, which recently won the 2018 Shushi for Best Show on Television, the gang discovers that they let loose a number of time monsters and have no choice but to travel back to Woodstock and hang out with a bunch of rock stars. The rock stars unknowingly help the legends defeat a goose-spitting, heart-eating, nipple-loving unicorn and begin their journey mopping up the shit that happened after Malice was released. Simple, gentle taste buds, I ask you this. 
Did any or all of the 18 plot lines leave this premiere overstuffed, or is that just a bullshit question because this is Legends, bitch? Bullshit by a bullshit host. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, that last part is mean, but yeah. It's... They even made us care about Nate's emotional health. And what we learned about Nate is that he comes from an affluent DC family. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, fuck that guy, number one, fuck that guy. Two, aw, Nate. Aw, Nate. <laughs> but Mick handled that the best because he was like, oh, did your dad beat you? And he's like, no, he's just cold and then mick just stared at him for a while but yeah but he was cold though he, he was, was cold. truly cold he was shitty but mick's dad burned out cigarettes on his flesh when he was like five <laughs> yeah so and that didn't mick burn his parents alive yeah they deserved oh, it yeah, I mean, yeah one good burn deserves another exactly. hey yeah this episode was fantastic i was so on board with everything that they were doing legends is back baby we got we got brony bros Oh, Wait, my God. Bronies. I'm, you don't have to say brony bros. <laughs> brony bros of Nate and Ray, which makes total sense. Of course. You you, you have Zari <laughs> uh, helping Ray through his love of Nora and emoting about, like, I could, being very guilty that she could save her family and oh. the shitty future she's from at any moment in time. That scene hit real hard. It was such a beautiful, like, spinning so many plates of crazy garbage, like a goose-eating, heart-fucking, goose-spitting unicorn, I believe you said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, real emotional stuff. Like, Zari's future country betrayed her mom even though she helped them because she's a Muslim. Way to do it, Legends of Tomorrow! That's what, like, I don't watch this show that often, so, like, I wasn't ready for it. Uh, Trust me, after this episode, I'm totally in. It was so amazing. But I wasn't ready because they are throwing so many wild things out there, and then the emotional stuff will come out of nowhere, and they do it so well. Right? It's really surprising, honestly. So, as someone who doesn't watch this show that much, like, what was your impression of Legends of Tomorrow going into this episode? Going into it, I knew about Bebo, and that was amazing. So, I was just, like, I came into it knowing that, like, it was going to be wacky. And I was totally on board for whatever they threw at us. And then off, right off the bat with everything, like the Beatles, they decided who were, they were going to like bang and everything. And then it went to like they decked Paul Revere. And I was like, yes, I am in for the show. <laughs> that, that was the moment is you're watching it. it not a ton of Bebo, which not is a, a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was the moment I was like, oh, okay. Legends are doing the Beatles. All right, cool. Paul Revere's here. <laughs> Legends is back, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Out of all the crazy shit, it was weird that Ray was talking about which Beatle was most attractive. Five inches from the Beatles. Like, the Beatles should have been like, we don't know who you are, but we can hear you. Come on, dude. Say it like they would have said it. Where is your Beatle accent? We don't know who you are, but we can hear you. That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, if the Beatles were from the Shire. Yeah, that's a a wizardly. (laughs) If you're not from America, you're from the goddamn Shire. Better be going back. Better be going back. Mike tells it like it is as far as Shire-related comedy. Make the Shire great again. Mike has showed up. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) So we had the, hey, everything's good with time again. But now we have, like, magic demons are around and stuff. And so Constantine has to play a part. How do you guys feel about Constantine on the show now? Yeah, I mean, we always said when we had to review the show Constantine, back when it was one of four shows on TV that were based on comic books, that it was stupid, it sucked, he was was awesome. Yeah. And now he's exactly where he belongs because he can... Uh, ride or die with all of these guys, and you know he, he he Constantine always got the comedy of legends, uh-huh. even when the show that he starred in didn't. So it's all yeah. natural. And he he made Arrow better the couple times he showed up. They had, like this dude got Berlantiverse before it was there. Cassie, have you seen any of like Constantine or know this character at all? I just I knew he had a show, but I hadn't watched any of it. Yeah, neither have I, and I don't plan to. Yeah. Well, yeah, but don't. Yeah, I feel like he's perfect in the show though. Like without yeah. a doubt. 
And what I love, because he is like this groucher who doesn't like people. He's such a groucher. And I do feel like they they have a perfect British Jeff Winger. And because he's going to join them, but hate it the whole time. And I love it. And the the angle that he and Sarah have slept together. So not only is Ava upset that he's always around, but he's also like, you're a piece of shit like me. Leave this group of people who make you weaker. All of it is fascinating. It's I really enjoy that dynamic. And I think because... Uh, Wally is not returning this season for Legends. He's just off the team. He's with Simon now. Yes, he's with Simon now. Uh, but I think we absolutely made an upgrade. Like, I enjoyed Wally way more on Legends mm-hmm. than I did on The Flash. But, oh, man. Constantine being in the crew, and if we could get more of those scenes where he's just, like, drinking like alcohol out of one of those like old timey like doctor's bottles the carries bottle yeah Yeah. (laughs) like like i I want more of him doing that and then just like fighting invisible demons Uh in a towel and just like shouting oh yeah that was some sexy magic eastern promises (laughs) yeah that was that was something out of like riverdale that's a good point though because not only has legends the writer's room gotten their shit together and figured out the exact tone their show should be but also the cast has and who hasn't gets got like they're Uh gone like there's no more, you know, I liked Wally-ish, but he's gone. Jax is gone. Uh, Stein is gone. Uh, and Hawk Boy and Hawk Girl are gone because they couldn't elevate a scene. You know, they weren't in on what the jokes were like these guys are. I need you to back up real quick because if I remember correctly, uh-huh. the turning point for this show, the Superhero Hour Hour, on Legends of Tomorrow was one Mr. Martin Stein okay, so maybe I singing Dale. <laughs> Maybe I should not have included him on that list. I'm just saying that all of these people gel, and if you put any two of these people in a room together, I'm in for that scene. And if you had told me two seasons ago that I would think that about fucking Nate, mm-hmm. yeah. I, oh, you mean haircut? Yes. Yeah, haircut. <laughs> but they like I think I don't know if the show changed to give him a better story or if the actor finally got what the show is. But he is so much better now, and I can I, like I'm into it because he started stuff historian, and like they do with everybody, you sprinkle your dumb dust, and then you sprinkle your queer dust, and then yes. you get better <laughs> on the show. But the minute he got into drugs, that the show revealed that he's super into drugs. Oh they man, started to fix Nate. Oh, Nate High is the best. I, they should find a new way to make Nate High every episode. How do you guys feel? Because part of the gimmick, I guess, that they think people want of Legends is other characters throughout history. And this one, we got a montage of all the people at Woodstock, but it was like three seconds. Did you feel like screwed out of like hanging out with Jerry Garcia for 40 minutes? Or were you like, thank God, this is actually what Legends should I do. guess I would have felt screwed if it wasn't for also a... Uh horrifically violent unicorn in this episode (laughs) and if it wasn't for biff fucking tannin in this time traveling show in this episode there was a lot to do and so this show is i think won the shishi because it doesn't take an episode off it has nine awesome things per episode there's just not time to spend more time with Jimi hendrix good but he is a shaman and i like that yeah, I yeah. Feel like it was the perfect amount just to have that one little comment and then interaction and then go back right to it. And because they're good at like wackadoo and heart is for three seconds made me really sad about Janice Joplin because it was yeah. a lock of hair from a cursed woman or yeah. some yeah. sad ass <laughs> description. So it's not too soon like, for Joplin, shit. I guess. I like, oh. <laughs> like Amy Winehouse, probably too soon, but I mean, we can now just make fun of Joplin's death. Yeah, they're like I, th- I think it was like a doomed woman. A doomed woman. Yeah. I was like, holy Bum shit. Wow. All right. And <laughs> So Gary got his nipple bitten off. 
<laughs> I guess we should talk about that. I think that's I think that's the most major development in this episode. And we knew there was a little bit of dramatic irony because we knew before anybody else did because he wasn't he had his hand sort of over it, but we saw that it was just red with no oh, nipple. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he realized it and then turned around and told all the legends who were like well, they- well, you know, shit happens when you're a legend. I think they wanted it to happen to him. They were like trying to toughen up because the unicorn had his. I thought he was gonna Rick Grimes. I thought he was gonna be honest. Yeah. Because the unicorn had it in his janky ass teeth, and nobody moved. They just went oh, oh, <laughs> for so long. I thought for sure they were gonna give Gary a robot hand, and I was so excited because that's a thing that legends would do and make awesome. Robo nipple. Yeah. Uh, Robo nipple would also be awesome. He's like a fembot now. There's so much <laughs> though about this show that like. Um, it just does it all. Like, as soon as I saw that unicorn, I thought I was like, it's not going to be normal. It's probably going to kill people. It, but it's not like Preacher or uh-huh. shows like that that always just push everything to the limit and everything has to be crazy. When this show does it, I buy it and I'm into it so much more. Yeah, it it, it works. And I think it's because they actually make like the little, like, how did we feel? We're almost out of time. But how did everyone feel about the Sarah and uh, Director Sharp, like, I fucking love it. There's a phrase that, like, again, a lot of, like, sad feelings. The good feeling is, I love you, you goober. You can't fuck up once and make me kick you out. Yeah. I love you, you goober. They're like real people. (laughs) I don't care that they're time travelers. It's so good. Cassie. Yeah. All you knew before was Bebo. And now you've seen this. Are you ride or die now? Are you in? Oh, I'm ride or die. 100%. Yes. Guys. One person at a time. That's how we do it. That is all Did we you guys do. like the call out to us? Yes. We have us a few fans. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, us. We have a few fans. Our ratings are not good, but our fans love us. I think uh, it was Ray Palmer. He was like, um, you know, there's a lot of people who love us. Uh, we've won several awards. And then a different character was like, hey, shushy. Shushy down. That was us. They were talking about us. That's us. Guys, Legends of Tomorrow is back. It is on... The CW Network, every time it, you want it to be on Tuesdays. <laughs> that is all the time we have to talk about Legends of Tomorrow. Now, we're going to go to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Starting it off is the DC Universe's Titans. This week on Titans, we meet Hawk and Dove, partners in crime fighting and partners in love. They're Dick Grayson's first choice to look after Rachel while she is being stalked by a creepy family of killers. But the family shows up and kicks the ass of Hawk, Dove, Raven, and Robin in a fight that is truly for the birds. Dove seems to be dying as the episode ends as Robin tries frantically to perform CPR. So friends, I ask you this. Will you miss fan favorite Dove if she does definitely die? (laughs) Cassie, you watched, you said, the first episode of Titans. The first episode, yes. Uh, how, do you know anything about Hawk and Dove? I know nothing about them, but I'm assuming based off what I saw, I probably won't miss them. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about Hawk and Dove from yeah. any sort of comic books, and I don't particularly care, and I don't like this show. It's not good. Titans is on <laughs> the DC Universe Online, and you can find it there all the time. Next up is The Flash. This week on The Flash, the team recruits Harrison Sherlock Wells to help catch Cicada, and Sherlock reveals that Nora's tampering has altered the identity of Cicada in this timeline from the other Earths. Cisco fakes his death, and Sherlock decides to stick around to help catch Cicada, so it looks like we've got another Wells. Caitlin finds out her father faked a suicide and wants her to come find him, so she sets off to find her not-dead father. Also, Cicada is revealed to have a daughter who is in a coma. Gentle taste buds, I ask you this. 
do you have anyone close to you in a coma? And is that like a reason to be a supervillain or like? Not yet. Oh, okay. But yes. Answer to your first question, not yet. Not Hope yet. Hope to someday. Second, for sure. The minute a family member stubs their toe, I start robbing banks. Okay. I am ready. So like, how do you feel about this whole plot line where they're doing like Nora coming back and hanging out with her parents has altered the timeline and now there's like, because Cicada in the future is like unstoppable apparently and like he just is. Just like the bug. Yes. They come back every 35 years or whatever. Yeah. Have you seen those bugs? Oh, 100. Listen, I grew up in Texas. I've fucking seen the cicadas. I, so I guess they're not in California because no bugs are allowed here. Thank no. God. And but Texas had them, uh, Philly had them when I was growing up there. Yeah. And I remember just you wake up one morning and the trees are covered in them, and you go to poke them, and then your parent goes, "Oh, those are all dead bugs." And that's how you learn death is a thing, and it's everywhere. Oh yeah, it's those things are fucking crazy. Like if you try to explain to someone who has never seen those bugs what those bugs are, they're like, "No, that's that's like a horror nightmare that you're describing to me." And I was like, "No, it was fun. We would take their husks and put them on our shirts and play like they were armor. Husks should not go on anything for nope. fun." Nope, that was us. Guys, The Flash is on The CW on Tuesday nights. Your next show this week is The CW's Black Lightning. This week on Black Lightning, meet Principal Lowry. He sucks. Meet Dr. Jace, imprisoned for experimenting on teens. She fucking sucks. But Lynn might need her help crack the green light problem. Green Green light. Green light. Thank you. Khalil is still learning how to gangster, and he accidentally kills someone. Jennifer is still stealing from gangsters and giving it to her church. And Anissa talks to an expert on metas and begins to learn how to put all her feelings into a tiny box. Oh, and Tobias gets arrested and will presumably be put in the same jail as Ollie and Archie. So, Taste Buds, I ask you this. Another week goes by without an expository God Holly track. Has this show lost its soul? Uh, a couple things, Taylor. Uh, thank you for, first of all, turning my mic back on. You're welcome. Um, I just have a bunch of stuff to say now. Hawk and Dove. One, Hawk and Dove sounds like, like a surfer move. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing this weekend? Just Hawk and Dove, bro. Oh, bro, I'm Hawk and Dove. Uh, two, is there going to be an episode of Flash this season where Wells cannot poop? And will it be called No Shit Sherlock? And three, yes, I think that I am now officially done with Black Lightning because they have turned their back on God Holly, our generation's greatest rappers. God Holly is the only reason we tune in, as you may have noticed by Green we talk often about how great this show is at uh, the interrelations between married couples and how it's awesome to always have another minority antagonist or protagonist in this case. But no God Holly. Get out of here. It's I'm like, giving it the red light. Oh, red, red light. light. Oh, I like that. <laughs> We're going down on red light and also on black lightning. Black lightning is on. You keep saying black. <laughs> black lightning. <laughs> hey, black lightning. Uh, is on Wednesday nights or Monday nights on the CW. You pick. <laughs> you pick. It's always on demand on CWTV.com. Your next show this week is Supergirl. And this week on Supergirl, when a shocking revelation brings chaos to National City, Supergirl sets out to capture Mercury Graves. So, Taste Buds, I ask you, if you were to capture two aliens who just set off an evil plan, would you lock them in a cell that's right next to each other and easy to escape? Uh, if listen, if I'm abiding by comic book rules, mm-hmm. absolutely, 100. percent How are you going to get up to hijinks? Exactly. And you got to leave little spaces in between so they can talk to each other, right? Oh yeah, no, you got to leave like little slits, and they need to be able to like you know like talk, pass notes, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be like a full on like 
they need to be very close together. They need to have like a V for Vendetta like level of like correspondence where they just like write long notes to each other mm-hmm. and just like hang out and like plan their escape. And then like eventually they're just gonna like something like a, a guard's gonna get too close and they're gonna pull him into the bars and then they're gonna like take his keys and then like unlock the cell and then they're they're loose on the world and then things are gonna be crazy. Taylor, you just exactly gave the whole plot. Oh, of this did episode, I? you did so good. Oh man, guys, I I sh- I can write for Supergirl. I think. I think so. How did you feel about this episode as a whole? Overall, it was they ca- tackled a lot of issues and like they so they've been struggling with like um uh they've been saying like it's been uh they found out the president was an alien, so it's been like aliens should go home, should they stay, are they people is what they've been dealing with, and um so they gave they actually hired an actual trans actor to like. She's the um, new assistant to uh, Catco Industry. Oh. Yeah. So she was like their main point to talk about it. And she was like, we need to take a stand on this. Like they need to know we're a reputable, like people look to us for information and we're too, like they were just trying to unbiasedly report. And they were like, we need to take a stance because people are like, they're acting unjustly to the aliens and stuff. So they, they were like, we need to take a stand. We need to talk. And they actually hired a real trans actor to do this. Oh, that's do you, awesome. Do you think they were very specifically then talking to the real life news people and saying, take a fucking stand. Oh yeah. This they made it very clear. Yes. Supergirl. So, like it's hit or miss when they go very political, whether or not it like works as an episode or mm-hmm. just as a message. In your opinion, did this episode work as an actual episode or was it just sort of a vehicle for the message? No, I think I think this one worked. The, those are my favorite. I think my favorite episodes of Supergirl are. Oh, really? The ones that are good. <laughs> yeah, you like the yeah. ones that are good. I'm the kind of guy who likes everything when it's good. I like things that are like not bad. My favorite kind of spaghetti is the stuff that hasn't been on the ground previously. <laughs> Cassie, do you have a so moment of the week? Unique, uh, my moment of the week is like so. There was one of the aliens who they have like a some sort of device that disguises them and makes them look more normal, but that got hacked. So he was out ordering pizza at his favorite pizza place. And like it started to glitch, and they uh, he gives a pizza and coffee name is how he referred to it, and his name is Barney for when he goes and orders those. And they were like, "Why do you need to do that?" And he was like, "That's just my name for when like I need to order." And I was I related to that because like I'm not an alien, but I still need to give like a fake name when I just try to order coffee. You you say that you're not an alien a lot. Yeah, I'm, like, a little I bit swear, too much. guys, I'm not yeah. an alien. Test two alien. <laughs> Supergirl is on Monday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is The Walking Dead. This week on The Walking Dead, the death of one of the saviors drives the wedge deeper between the two groups, and a coup forms with the saviors demanding guns or else they will leave and not finish the bridge. While investigating the murder and other disappearances, it is revealed that it was not the Whisperers, as we had assumed, but in fact, girls from the Oceanside forming a nighttime hit squad. Jadis is then revealed to know what we assume are the Whisperers and abducts Father Gabriel at the end of the episode, presumably to hand him over for supplies. Gentle Taste Buds, I ask you this. Are you, is anyone going to watch The Walking Dead with me? It's so, it's, I gave it's that show good. seven years of my goddamn youth. Well, Never jump again. In, you're going to have to watch it eventually for this show again. Jump in now, and then you've done your time, so you don't have to watch it later. I won't. I'll just watch the one and not be fucking confused because you know, it's a shitty show. You know it's what I want to jump into? Now. I want to uh, jump in the line, much like Martin Stein did when he sang Deo. Deo! <laughs> me say day, me say day, me say day. Actually, uh, Jump in the Line was the other song from Beetlejuice, just so... We're all clear. How about, I don't know that words, though. Jump in the line. 
So uh, the primary uh, thrust of this episode was l- the guy who was a piece of shit from the last episode has wound up dead, and everyone's like, hey, this guy's a piece of shit, but like, you guys probably murdered him, right? And so they're really upset. Then we find out that it was not the Whisperers, like, like people had assumed, but it's instead just like the girls from the Oceanside have just been abducting people off the road, taking them to the place where their family members had been slaughtered, and then making those old saviors beg for their lives. Oh, yeah, because the saviors slaughtered Oceanside. Oh, yeah. And so, I'm fine with this. Oh, yeah. It was, it, and that was a big turning point because this whole season, they've done this thing where, like, obviously Maggie does not like that Rick spared Negan, and mm-hmm. neither does Daryl. But they've been like, we're going to do things his way. And Rick has been like pushing. He's like, we don't. My way. My way. He's like, even when the the old saviors are like threatening people and like trying to come out, he's like, no, we're not going to fucking kill these people. Every life matters. We're going to move on. And and Maggie and Daryl were like, all right, we'll try it. They they are the ones who find out that the Oceanside girls are the ones killing all these people, and they have the opportunity to stop one. And they like listen to what these people did, and they just turn around and let the Oceanside girls kill this person like behind them. And they're like, "Let's go kill Negan." So that's dope because so many of our shows, uh, the bad guy goes, "Wait, I'm sorry, I'm good now," and then has zero consequences for years of murder, and that's insane. No, I'm all for Maggie and Daryl being like, "Yeah." You know, murder should be murdered. Right. And and it's because Rick is has a speech where he's like, yeah, I really want to kill all of these people a lot of the time, but I think there's a better way. And they're like, no. And that's just like a legitimate, like real difference between them. And then they make a decision. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Murderer should be, mur- should be murdered. We're going to deal with this. I wonder if for real is like, uh, <laughs> this is not a joke. Um, Supergirl is just liberal, right? All it mm-hmm. does is just preach liberal stuff. And I'm stoked about that, but I wonder when you're writing The Walking Dead, you want your story to go in a different way, but you're nervous about being conservative. You know, you're nervous about doing things that conservatives would want you to do because now all of a sudden you have a tint, you Mm -hmm. have a thing, and you're not commenting on it. It's just that, you know, I do think that people think that if you show it, you are condoning it. Right. Right. And so maybe that does affect writers. And it's because so Daryl and Maggie are taking the conservative. Right. And Rick, who what, what what's interesting about this in a show that I could did not think could be interesting is that Rick has gone and arced because he went from peacekeeper to also just wantonly murdering whoever's against him to and beekeeper. Now, now he's beekeeping. Yeah, he's just super into his apiary. Yeah. So now you guys get a little glimpse at why I enjoy watching The Walking Dead. But now Dead I'm not going to watch it because I'm I enjoyed that conversation I, yeah, without watching it. This is infinitely more because it's so every time I see The Walking Dead, it's impossible to erase the last seven years. I I don't know why I've been able to erase the last seven years. It just blanked out of my memory. I'm like, you know what? I'm starting over like word one from this episode and it's good. My moment of the week, though, was uh, there's a moment where uh, Father Gabriel has to confront Anne slash Jadis. Uh, about like whether because everyone's like i'm pretty sure garbage lady killed this guy and so he's like because you called her garbage lady. <laughs> yeah and and so he like confronts her he's like like i i know you probably didn't do it but like did you see anything she's like you don't trust me and she's like like fuck you i'm leaving and he just like stands behind her like i, I uh, and like just the sad weird charlie brown look on his face and his whole body was really funny and I enjoyed it. The Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. And now we're going to take a short break and be back with the rest of the shows. Next up is The Arrow, or just Arrow. The Hood. On this week's episode of Arrow, Ollie is able to get rid of a dickhead guard by using a shiv in the most Ollie way possible. 
prompting him to say, you have failed this kidney. Meanwhile, Felicity and Diggle try to figure out how to work together in order to stop the longbow hunters. Diaz is hired help who don't use longbows, nor are they made out of longbows. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did the longbow hunters get you jacked for the rest of the 19th season of Arrow? No. Ollie's storyline, I am all chips in all day. Uh, I do like John and Felicity both thinking they should be the new Ollie and at each other's throat for that. It is weird. I couldn't tell if they were very good at world building or shit. It turns out they're shit. Uh, they said the longbow hunters, like, that's a thing. We should all know what it is and go, ooh. At one point, Felicity says, oh, yes, I'm very familiar with them. She said, nobody knows more about the longbow hunters than me. And I was like, it, was there, like, a web series all about Felicity's background with the longbow hunters? She also said, at my last press conference, there were thousands of longbow hunters. Oh, you wouldn't even believe the amount of longbow hunters. I think in the world of the comics, they slowly gathered together to hunt, because this world is just rotten with archers. They're just left mm-hmm. and right everywhere. And so they got together to kill all the archers because we're in modern times and those don't belong. But they did not explain anything. And I know we're beyond Star-Lord, Roller Eyes, but one line of why, or Diaz named them that to hunt Ollie's successor or anything. It, there's three of them. One is a uh, like the opposite of Black Canary. She just oh, has yeah. silence. She was dope. And then there's one who I guess has the tiniest arrows. Red Dart is her name. <laughs> Red Dart. So not a long bow, but a tiny little dart. And then, uh, it, Mr. Shield. It looks like uh, Zach uh, Morris. Zach Morris walked off the episode of Vikings. He was an extra uh-huh. on, and then just kept the shield. Mark Paul Gossamer is now on the show. Just yeah, just looks like he drank some sort of monster juice. And just eight feet tall. He is huge, but yeah, his power is all of it. Head. He looks like a Easter Island statue. Hitting people hard with that shield, and it's not a cool modern shield. What uh, what relationship do the Longbow have to the Long John Silvers? Oh, they own it. Oh, okay, they do own. That's how they get their money to make other cool gadgets. Wait, they that own it like they sense. they own the company, or they own it like they just they're super sassy about it. Oh, they own that shit. They're so extra about Long John Silvers. It's the only thing they eat after successful mission. That's a bad plan for them. I have food poisoning every time. I don't think that Long John Silvers, as the name of the bad guy team, is that much more ridiculous than what we have here. It really isn't. I'd be so into a team of evil pirates at this point on Arrow for them to fight about. Okay, that guy was just a fisherman. You think that anybody on a boat is a pirate? All yeah. I know about Long John Silvers is that you ate there once and you almost died, so now I hate him. That fucking pirate tried to kill my best friend. Do you guys have moments of the week? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we didn't even talk about most of this show. Cool. Uh, they're on a train while Felicity is fucking up John's mission left and right. And John and Diaz are fighting, and it looks like Diaz is winning. And then John, because he remembers he's in the army, just whips out a knife and stabs him right in the shoulder. And Diaz goes, whoa! <laughs> Always do that. He said, my shoulder's now open for business. <laughs> It was just bloody, bloody business. Uh, my moment of the week is just uh, Captain Shield. Like, this guy, this big nine-foot oaf has a shield, and, man, they were just clearly out of ideas. Two, they had, what, one and a half ideas for the three longbow hunters? Uh-huh. They had silence, uh-huh. darts, dart. <laughs> and big-ass Zach Morris. Big-ass Zach. What was better, do you think, his giant shield or his giant cell phone that he uses weapons? I liked when he just froze time and for a second talked, and we're like, "This is why is this only every fifth episode if you got superpowers? What about where somebody came with a sword to try to hit him, but he put a shield out, and he looked at the camera, and he was like, Saved by the bell. Because it made that like gong Dong. bell sound. Yeah. And then Arrow's he woke up in the morning. Thursday nights on the <laughs> CW. I'm going to cut that off right at the head. Your next show this week is Marvel's Netflix's Iron Fist. 
On the seventh episode of Iron Fist, Davos is out to become Shredder as he starts recruiting wayward youths to be his new family slash gang. Meanwhile, Danny is on the quickest PT route in the universe, which eventually drives a wedge between he and Colleen. Mean, meanwhile, Ward gets shit-faced and tells a dive bar bartender why their bar sucks, and he gets very offended, and then Misty gets cock-blocked by another detective. Taste buds, I ask you this. Some people have said that continuing to watch this show is dumb because we know there's no future season. Do you think continuation matters to a story, or can we still get something out of something we know has an ending? I mean, I get the argument, but yeah, I don't want to watch this stuff because I have to watch future stuff. You know, I just want to. I wish that they knew before this, before they wrote the second season, that right. this would be the last. That would be ideal. But I still want to see what happens. This is a backdoor pilot to a soapbox I've been meaning to stand on because the internet is saying we shouldn't watch New Mutants or Dark Phoenix because they they will be the last X Men movies. That's the fucking stupidest thing in the world I've ever heard. That's being like, I don't need to see insert movie here i couldn't think of a movie <laughs> schindler's list because there's not a sequel yeah like what how did those people like absorb media if they're just like if there's not a thing after this then it all has to be part it? of a shared universe you're only there for nick fury showing up you're not there for any of the thing anything else is happening that's why this world is the way it is that's horrific that's garbage i don't want to live my life that way you're saying people thinking that is that's what's responsible for donald trump being president yes <laughs> Because they didn't, they, it, well, I was just here for the sequel. There's no sequel. I'm out. I'm not even going to vote. Vote. Every vote matters. Please vote November 6th. If you want to really vote, uh, be in Alabama and vote against that guy who uh, said of Roy Moore, well, God was a pedophile. So <laughs> I found out that guy's up for re-election. I just want to point that out. This That's- was a good episode of Iron Fist, but I know only I in this room watched it. So I'm not going to say you should watch it again. Did Cassie you watch watched it, it and I watched, watched it. it. Speak yeah. up. Yeah. Three, Speak up. Three of the four I people didn't, in this room I don't know what to it. say once you say Iron Fist is, was a good episode because I don't think it can exist. Why... Didn't you like this episode? I, I knew you have feelings about the show in general. I do. I don't handle well with like the main character being like a whiny little bitch, essentially, and that is Danny Rand. I get that, except for this season, the mm. show treats him like a whiny little bitch because Colleen rolls her eyes at him, and then when he kicks that pillar and falls to the okay. ground, it's the funniest thing in the world, and it's supposed to be. And he's officially yeah. part of an ensemble at this point. Yeah. So that helps a little bit. You don't think that the show knowing he's a whiny bitch helps? It didn't, for me, it personally didn't. I don't know. It might just be that I have, like, too much hatred built up. Like, I do got to see it to the end. I got to see what happens. But, like, there was so much. Like, he made everything about him. He was, like, he was like Davos, like, uh, Davos is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, he's his own person. He's going to do what he wants. It's not his. He made everything about him, and, like, I can't handle it. Maybe Danny should go to AA. He's Danny only responsible should. for his own decisions. That's right. Did you? Uh, so we're all, we're very divided, Cassie and I. Where are you at this? I'm perfectly in the middle. Yeah. Team Goldilocks. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, there was a lot that was fine, but again, there was an hour that probably could have been 30 minutes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm not binging anymore like I did the first half of the season. So the hour feels more like an hour, which is weird. But time flies when you're binging, and you don't uh, you don't care about what fits into an hour or not. But this was, you know, this had its moments and it dragged. My favorite part, though, you mentioned in your intro was. Uh, Davos knows that the hand is gone, so he is starting the foot for sure. Right. He's going to uh, that in the like the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie where they yes. have that whole headquarters 
and the bad guys are also have like a half pipe and they're just skating and stuff. So there's Mortal arcade Kombat's games. In there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's about to recruit the commissioner's son. Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, uh, Colleen and Danny break up. This is my moment of the week. Yes. How could it not be? <laughs> uh, because he won't stop training. He's like, you have to train me. And she goes, I told you I can't. He goes, I don't care what you told me because he is a little rich boy. So he's going to say what I want rules. And she goes, okay, I'll train you. But then we're done. He went, yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he said, already. Uh, but the, the specific moment of the week is he goes, give me a m- warning next time. And she hits him again and says, may I have a warning, Sensei? Sensei. And then he says it. She went, no, you may not. And hits him again. It's Who, fucking awesome. Who's wrong, though, in that breakup? Like, Danny was just like, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll break up. But also, is that, like, do they have to break up? They don't have to, but that was her giving, like, the last, like, olive branch. She also didn't have to offer to, like, come back and be like, okay, like, this is why this hurts me. This is why I can't do this. And, like, now that you know this, are you cool with it? And he was just immediately like, yeah. And you knew she knew because she accepted it immediately. Like, she was going mm-hmm. into that knowing he was going to say this. And she was like, all right. It's just like a perfect mutual breakup this, that this we just, just witnessed like, over this Kung Fu. This is a stand-in when you and your significant other start like a creative project together. And you love the project, but you both know you should be done. And you went, well, I need to move to a different part of town. And they go, well, that means we're done. You go, yeah, but we're still going to work on the thing together. It, it was yeah. like the most realistic thing Iron Fist has ever done is like, well, we both care about the thing we made. But we can't sleep together anymore. Yeah, and then she got to beat him after the breakup. So that like feels the so ideal good. that doesn't happen enough. Yes. I feel like yeah. Uh, Arrow. It, nope, we're not talking about Arrow. Different rich guy who becomes a vigilante. Yeah, Iron Fist is on Netflix all the time, and not anymore after we get finished with this. But continue with us week by week because it's a good show now. I guess your next show this week is the season premiere of Daredevil. On the first episode of the third season of Daredevil, Matt floats through hell and ends up living in the basement of a church where he was raised. That's actually just in the middle of New York, which was surprising to me. At first, his injuries have taken away his abilities. Wait, it wasn't like Tibet or something? Nope. It seemed like it for a while. (laughs) That's surprising, And then they just walk out the door and go, oh, that's down the street from his apartment. I can't believe you let me interrupt your intro. At first, his injuries have taken away his abilities, but through the magic of neti pots and tough love from Sister Maggie, he (laughs) takes to the streets by the end of the first episode with a seeming death wish. Taste buds, I ask you this. How long do you think you can handle the brooding, the world hates me so I hate the world, Job was a pussy version of Matt before hoping the kingpin crushes his fucking head in? Not long at all, and that's why I was so grateful that this nun was in that episode to give him, like, the tough love. That nun took none of it, and I need her to just, like, talk to every man that, like, if she could start with all the men of the world, like, you give them like the real talk. You don't like whiny men. You don't like men I don't who like whiny men. feelings. <laughs> so, hey, Matt, can we hurry this up? I gotta meet Danny Rand in, like, 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we gotta... She could fix the whole, all the issues with Marvel, like that nun could fix them all. There was a perfect like microcosm of their relationship because the nun is the tough one in the relationship, mm-hmm. but said, you know what? And she takes off her, what do you call it, the necklace? The habit. Oh, no, the rosary. The rosary and hands it to Matt. Like, he needs this more than me. Mm-hmm. And Matt, just like, I don't want it. And then throws <laughs> it on the bed. Like, Not for me. I know Matt is mopey. And there's a lot. I actually like that they motored through. I thought we were going to have five episodes of him going, I don't want to be Daredevil. Yeah. So when he put the mask, I went, that was quick, and then went, oh, thank God that was quick. Mm. Yeah. I'd rather have him trying to die every fight he gets in. Plus, I think that he's a much better actor than Finn Jones. Uh-huh. Maybe there's much better writers than Iron Fist, but he's a much better actor where, like, he he's doing a lot of things in his performance where, like, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting against him. Like, I know that he's being a dick. I can sort mm-hmm. of see that he's being a dick. There's just a lot going on there that makes it more interesting than just regular-ass CW moping. Right. And I do think, I get what Sister Maggie's saying, and she's right, there's people worse off. But he's not had a good life. For him to take a couple weeks of being like, this sucks, 
That's also okay. But it is yeah. Matt because like a lot of people step on rakes, but Matt really does put all the rakes down before he starts to walk into the rakes. In the perfect pattern. Yeah. And like, he goes, I should be alone. He just wants to be alone. <laughs> hey, I think Iron Fist and Daredevil play with how addicted to being a superhero you can be. Mm-hmm. But Matt... Is him, like he's trying to fight it because he knows it's bad for him, but really he's saying it's bad for everybody around me, so I just won't let them be around me. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I mean, every single story that has ever done dealt with that, and it's all of them. Mm-hmm. Every th- like we he always realizes or she always realizes that like that's not gonna work. You you, right. you need love in your life. Do you need it support. Both. Yeah, just do it both. Also, Job was a pussy. <laughs> that uh, that is canonical. I think that's the end of that book of the Bible. Is Job was a pussy. So are you guys? excited for the rest of season three like are you going to watch it i i am to daredevil as you are to walking dead like i feel like i've now been burned twice a lot of daredevil watchers feel like they've been burned once because they're dumb yeah uh but yeah i'm all, I'm all in all i'm super in. stoked oh, yeah. we're gonna it. see bullseye that trailer really sent shivers up my spine i'm yeah. into it and that's the uh horse from toy story 2 yeah that's the main villain hi-ho bullseye and he kills daredevil do you guys have moments of the week mike uh yeah it's rare that Foggy has a moment of the week that isn't because he's so dumb. Uh, it was legit a funny line. And he and Karen are talking because Karen keeps paying Matt's rent for some reason. And he says, look at the facts. A building fell on Matt. And it was a big one. That made me laugh for real. <laughs> like I was supposed to. Because Matt could probably handle a tiny building. A tiny building. A shack. Matt could survive a love shack falling on his head. Yeah. Love shack. Cassie, do you have a moment of the week? I do have a moment of the week. It's going to be when... So uh, it, there was also a fight club in this episode. There's a, Matt goes down in the basement and they start a fight club because he wants to get back into fighting. And um, the one dude that they bring down to fight him mentions that like that's better than the Hail Marys. So my moment of the week is when the priest told this dude, instead of your penance, you can go fight this blind guy in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I don't know what the exchange rate is, but like, do like, did the priest say, like, did he give him no options? Which is just like, uh, no hell marys, come just, downstairs. With I got me. a different That's offer it. for you. Yeah. Uh, did you just give your mom a week? No, my mode of the week is the first thirty seconds because I am um, trip to hell. Not a defenders fan, and it was just him falling, and it was like Matt was literally saying, "Oh no, the defenders happen." <laughs> and Daredevil starting. Yeah. Fuck all that other shit. Uh, Daredevil is on. Just right now on Netflix, you can watch it all, but we are watching it week by week. Tune in with us next week. Oh, I I have another point. Should I just save that for next week? Yeah. Okay. Just save it for next week, and we'll do it. Whisper it right now. Yeah. Uh, Now, your final show of the week, what you've all been waiting for, really, is Riverdale. This week on Riverdale, Veronica opens the speakeasy and gets shaken down like three times in an hour. Betty tries to get closer to the farm and finds out her mom has Scientology confessed all their sins. Archie gets enrolled in Fight Club Daycare, and Jughead finds the rules to Griffins and Gargoyles, which are now distributed to the whole school. Gentle Taste Buds, I ask you this. Did you think that this teen jail wouldn't have a baby fight club? No, that would be idiotic. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it wouldn't, but I didn't call that. Yeah, I don't think anyone was like, yeah, you know what? I bet there's a fight club for children at this <laughs> child jail. Yeah, I was the whole time, like, and I get this is Riverdale, and it's dumb to be like, that doesn't make sense. But for the guard to say, you can't see your underage son, like, I don't know if that's true, man. Yeah. I think the dad yeah. probably could see his son. And so, it was for like three weeks that he couldn't see him. It was a wild number. When 30 other kids went, oh, the guard started that shit. Nobody's investigating. No. Taylor, I'm just trying to keep track here real quick. This, this season, last season was uh, Goodfellas. Yes. And so far, this is episode two. 
or uh, three? This is episode three. And we are at True Detective, Dungeons and Dragons, Scientology, Witches, Fight Club, Shawshank Redemption, because they are about to escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Max After Dark, when the Saved by the Bell kids turned the hangout into a nightclub. Okay, I'm furious about that last one. But yes, it is all of them. We are tackling okay. a lot of things. Do not start screaming about how you hate Saved by the Bell. Because if you do it enough, then fucking Ryan and fucking me need to start a new fucking podcast. <laughs> oh. I don't have time right so now. So excited for it. I will say, you are saying last season was only Goodfellas. I will point out, it was also slasher film. That's and, true, yes. And also love Simon advertisement. But those were like separate <laughs> parts of the uh, season. We're, we're getting all this shit right now, that's, baby. That's put it fair. in a blender. It's, I am, it's moving at a really fast pace, but I think it's working like i would rather they do this and like parcel them out rather than do what they did last season and give us like that four episode slump where like i don't care about this goodfellas plot line i agree with you but for the purposes of the show i need you to help us focus and just like one thing at a time so we can talk okay let's start with the fact that uh betty (laughs) and jughead fuck in a fuck bunker that they have have proposition now it was they were like uh ethel was like uh, all right, fine. I'll, I'll give you guys the book, but you meet me down in the fuck bunker. The and they looked at each other like, do we have to go clean that? Do we have to go air that out? Yeah, nah, it was always stinky. Uh, there was also a moment where um, right before they cut to the fuck bunker, they have Alice and FP, who are yep. now officially a couple. Has that been hinted at for a while? That yes. fucking blew me away. Uh, you don't remember that gum chewing? Oh, yeah. The gum, the throw out the gum, the greatest scene in TV history. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Uh, you clearly have I'll not been paying. Rewatch second season. Uh, but yeah, so there was that moment, and that was the first time I noticed FP's uh, jelly bean tattoo. Yes, because F- jelly bean hasn't been mentioned since like episode three, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> he's got a tattoo for this child? He's got a jelly bean tattoo. Who, uh, she has right been over. cast, by the way. She's coming. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. I, I was hoping that she never showed up. They cast an actual jelly bean. Oh. <laughs> Just a jelly belly? Uh-huh. Yeah, popcorn flavored. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the speakeasy portion. First of all, uh, Kevin, first guess for the password is Stonewall, which I fucking love. Yeah, what's, lo- what's great about that, it, it rings true with Kevin's character. And also, if you're the guard who says no, oh, fuck yeah, you, no, bigot. No, no, yeah. Fuck yeah. you. We fuck have a different you. issue on our hands now. So, uh, But also, I love how like Kevin's reaction is like, I don't know, Stonewall, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, What do you want from me? Uh, so wh- there's the scene where Reggie brings down the boxes okay. to the speakeasy. Yeah. Why yeah. is he shirtless? The bar back is just shirtless. I was what like, what is, is happening what here? Is he I thought they were going to give him cuffs and a bow tie. And, and that's his years. uniform from here on out. <laughs> like, that was the moment. Like, there's a lot of we're just trying to get shirtless hot bods in this show. Oh. But that was the most egregious it's ever been. But speaking of those boxes, should I add Breaking Bad? to the list of things we're oh, tackling. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Jingle yeah, Jangle Meth Lab. Jingle Jangle. With its own song. Very yeah. important. <laughs> uh, and what does Reggie say when he opens the boxes? Like, this is a dangerous amount of Jingle Jangle. <laughs> With Zoinks. <laughs> and Reggie, I'm pretty sure, was previously the dealer for yeah. the kids yeah. of Jingle Jangle. He's like, oh no, Jingle Jangle. Oh dear. <laughs> like, <laughs> As a business venture, though, is the like? There's like 40 teenagers in yeah. this entire city. Are they going to come to the speakeasy every night? And I, there's no liquor. And there's so no liquor. Selling, all you're just selling the fucking phosphates down yeah. below. And clearly, they have a like very obviously bugged portrait of Veronica down uh, there now. What? <laughs> like, just that, because the eyes are cut out and there's a microphone in her mouth. Like that was how could she? How could she not have just been like, yeah, this portrait of me that you're giving to hang up in this speakeasy from my father, who I hate. It, this is clearly bugged, and I tried to blackmail you earlier. Like that's 
That's step one is just get that thing, like, get a wand. I don't know how you check for bugs. Guys, I'm going to talk wand. to you about something very serious here. What do what you guys talk about? I've been thinking about this for a while. I haven't brought it up because I didn't know what your guys' reaction was going to be, but this one sealed the deal. Um, I've been uh, Team Ronnie since day one, and that means I'm saying that over every character, mm-hmm. and I am out. Oh, yeah? She has gotten so annoying. Like, the way that she talks in that, like, when she's, like, the hostess with the mostest, uh, and then Betty's performance... Yeah, I mean, Betty, it was always 1A, 1B, but I am officially Betty. I am out on Veronica now. Yeah. I just can't deal with it. It's too much. I feel like Veronica, she has the parts written for her that are good. Like, she, crazy things happen around her. I, the way that she delivers her smarminess is not, she's not Cheryl level. I was going to say, do yeah. you think she's trying to out Cheryl Cheryl? I think that's what but they she tried want, to do. She wants a foot in the Betty side, too, and it's just not working. Just pick a yeah. camp? Yeah. Yeah, because Cheryl did a photo shoot in a like serpent throne this episode. The best, <laughs> and that was like the third most Cheryl thing in an episode. So like, it's fine. It's like you just do Cheryl or do Betty. Pick one. Do you know what I will say about Veronica? A good moment. I guess it's more of a Betty moment. But Betty, at a certain point, said, "Focus on yourself for change." I'm saying this as your friend. Open your speakeasy. Which delightful sentence. <laughs> delightful uh, sentence. But it's also Ronnie's come a long way in three seasons. Because for a character to say, focus on yourself and have me not roll my eyes, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, she has been working hard for other people. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the, the child fight club that happens. Yes, um, one of the per- people who is involved in this child fight club is named Baby Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and we got, we got ripped off a lot of Riverdale nicknames, like all at once. Like they just pointed around the jail yeah. and everybody's got a Riverdale nickname. Uh, but but baby teeth really stuck out to me. Baby teeth was the best. That was the best intro to anybody ever. Like that's yeah. I could only aspire to have something like that. I was they threw out baby teeth and I was like that is really weird. And he was like it's because I don't look like much, but I leave a mark. And I was like oh my god. <laughs> it, it sounded like a name that I would make up as a character on this show. It's like what's yeah. up guys? My name's Baby Teeth. Like DJ Baby Teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think that baby teeth is better than Stinky Pinky or Picklefoot? Like they were all there, ready I mean, to fight. They were all there, but I got introduced to the scene with baby teeth. He's the first one they threw at you, and I'm so happy. Yeah. And uh, so there's the bit where uh, they're like, "All right, winners get a choice. You got any special food requests?" He's like, "Have you ever heard of Pops?" Yeah, Archie. Everyone's <laughs> fucking heard, heard of, of Pops. The it's the only restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, everyone knows about Pops. And he like, and it didn't seem like I was very like curious like it didn't seem like the advantage you get is you get food for everyone like he just rolled in with like eight hamburgers what if he was like i need eight hamburgers every time i win and they didn't know he was going to be nice they don't like that he's an organizer that's fair how did you guys feel about so archie is fighting people and he wins too fast did you think like just pull like a gladiator or something like are you not entertained like jazz it up a little right well, I don't think Archie didn't do that on purpose. He didn't know the rules yet. He was He's just, just like, such I'm a good fighter. I'm going to end as quick as possible. Punch to the rib, punch to the jaw, you done. But, like, I feel like I've never been in a fight club. You're going to say in a fight. But if, if I were in a fight club situation, I feel like I'd put a little bit of theatrics on it. My problem every time I fight club is I scream, are you not entertained before the fight starts? And normally by are you not, I get punched in the yeah, face. He knocks all your baby teeth out. Yeah. And then I can't be called baby teeth no more. I, I make it very entertaining. I run around the rim of the mat screaming my head off. I think that's pretty entertaining. Yeah, Cassie, what do you do in a fight club? The one time I was in a fight club, it was like hell in the cell. I don't know if you guys have seen that. So what does that yep. mean? There was a whole cage around it and we like climbed the top of it and I just threw a dude off into the announcer table. 
Hell just oh, like mankind. Shit. Now there were Cassie. There were plenty of tables, but you specifically picked the announcer the table. Announcer, yeah, it's a power move. Obviously, yeah. it's a power move. Uh, this the conversation between Dylan McKay and Archiekins, though. I think Dream actually, combo? Uh, sort of. Yeah, the pre-combo uh, sort of like hit on a thing that this episode is doing, and it's been a long time where I could say that about Riverdale because usually it's just pedal to the metal. I. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke Perry, what's his name? Dylan McKay says, "Yeah, you got to do this, but there's other ways to do it than what you're thinking," and that did sort of run through the entire thing. It reminded me of the last scene of The Master with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman about everybody has their master, and like you can't beat your master. All you can do is figure out what you can do underneath your master. And between Alice and Ethel and Jughead and even. And Betty and Veronica with Hiram. Like, that did run through the entire thing. It's not about becoming the master. It's about you have one. You will always have one. What are you going to do? I cannot believe I'm saying this. I think you're putting too much. No, 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 no. I, 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 listen, that is a great analysis, and it was a delight to listen to. <laughs> I do not think that the writers of Riverdale are thinking, you know what I think would be a good theme to run through it's this? every storyline. The, the same theme of Paul Tompkins did come up here and go, don't we all have masters? And <laughs> yeah. then the credits rolled. But whether the writers intended it or not, it is there. It is there. You're, you're right. It is interesting. I am more interested in what the fuck is this Demon King thing that is haunting people and this Jumanji-style game. Okay, do you think that this is all going to turn out good? Not for the characters, for us. Uh, yes, I 100% do. And here's why. They went to the trouble of making that Griffins and Gargoyles pamphlet, and I want one right now. <laughs> it's extremely my shit. What, like, I will, it's, let's start it's a your ignore him for a second. I do think, be, because the parents of the last episode, that ending scene the of, blue lippers. aren't we all in the It movie? And then uh, Alice telling the farmer about it. I think if that wasn't part of it, then it w- could just be a dude. It is. You think he's a legit witch monster? Why not? Head? He's a legit no witch way. monster. You think Absolutely. the same old dude comes around every thirty-seven years? It's the Black Hood guy. It's the Black Hood killer. Fucking how? It's Betty's dad. <laughs> no, I, I one hundred percent. It's, it's supernatural. He's a weird ass demon king. It's like a supernatural shit. And I am. So, it made me even more excited. The parents' conversations in this episode for the episode that I think they've announced we're getting. Where all of the yes. kid oh, actors yeah, the play their parents, and I assume they'll be playing the game. And I want to see fucking Archie as uh, Luke Perry playing dyed brown hair. Yes, playing gar- griffins and gargoyles. <laughs> I will bet you guys all a dangerous amount of jingle jangle that there is nothing supernatural going on, and we are all going to be let down. You it's know what? Edgar Edver never as a younger dude. Maybe Wait, he's a old. flashback in the. Flash present? Yeah, the flashback to the flash present. Nora's fucking it all up left and right. Yeah, if it's not Supernatural, that's what I want it to be. I just want it to be Dean and Joe from Supernatural. It's going to be Edgar Evernever from The Farm. He's just upped his game. I'm, I'm putting all my money down. It is Supernatural. I'm calling it. You have I'm 25 cents. <laughs> Between the two of 50. you. 50. Yeah. But we did, we, Taylor, you said that uh, if... Griffins and Gargoyles yes. was an actual game, you would play it. Absolutely. And I believe that. You're an uber nerd. But 
they put all of the manuals in every locker in the school, and within one week, everyone was playing the game. Yeah. Every person in high school. Do you guys remember high school? Do you yeah, guys remember how- head with all my dragon books? <laughs> yeah, I do fucking remember. Yeah, if they said, and within one week, everyone was throwing the pamphlets at Mike, that I would buy. <laughs> no, but they're all playing this, this role-playing game? This is a show that has been like, you guys want to join my mass vigilante gang? Ooh, First I'm already in one. <laughs> yeah. here's, here's why I totally believe that bit. Is because Cheryl was looking at that pamphlet, and Cheryl is a huge popular person, and she was like, oh, a bunch of like demons and shit? That's what I'm all about. I'd drench myself in blood and threaten my mother. This is fine. I'm on board for this. And Cheryl, how Cheryl do, River Highdale do? Riverdale High do? Cheryl yeah. might go to a masquerade and play act as a vampire. That's the kind of kid she is. Cheryl would never fucking play this game. Uh, follow some sort of rule, Riverdale. No, it's following the rules of what Taylor wants to see, and it is following <laughs> that rule perfectly. All right, that's all the time that we have. I am so upset to say. But, Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, in an eye-rolling but delicious way that uh, Penny is a hack. And said it'd be a shame if something happened to your she, speakeasy. She gave the shame uh. speech. But Veronica rolled her eyes in a way that, like, I think two seasons ago, the show would have been like, see what we're doing. But now a character's like, fuck you. That was sad ass shit. And I, I bought every minute of all that. Cassie, moment of the week. Uh, it was initially the introduction of uh, baby teeth because I love them. Baby but uh, it was also when the guard woke up Archie with a uh, wakey wakey eggs and bakey. <laughs> the best way to wake anybody up. Yeah. Um, my God, uh, Taylor, I have so many. Um, oh, boy. We have, uh, I do want to give a shout out again to, I, d- I learned her name this week, the actress who is playing young Ever Never. Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Evelyn Ever Never. Ever Never Never? Ever Never Her real name is Zoe de Grande Maison. <laughs> so, Why is that her name? Oh, man. Congratulations to her. Also, uh, we talked about on Arrow how Ollie last week hit a guy while he's in prison with the Count of Monte Cristo. Guys, where does Oliver find a rock pick in order to get free? It's in a copy of The Count of Monte Cristo. But oh, my moment of the week of Monte Cristo. was when Ethel said, all right, fine, Jughead, you can come and you can, I'll give you the manual. But I'm sorry, Betty, you will never be <laughs> worthy. Never be and it worthy. cuts to Betty. And this is why, if I need a reason that I'm Team Betty forever and ever, uh, just her look. She's like, all right, yeah, Ethel, I, I guess. Don't give a shit. I guess I'll do that. Uh, for mine, if it's not Cheryl's photo shoot thrown or uh, just the existence of the Child Fight Club, or the introduction of Baby Teeth. <laughs> it is when uh, <laughs> Jughead goes down to get the rules of the game, and he goes through, he drinks the non-poisoned cup, and he's like, all right, I get the rules. And then he looks over, and Ethel is just pounding <laughs> the cyanide one. He's like, Ethel, no! <laughs> his, his shock and just, the, like, her face was like, it's great! I loved all of that. That was great. Guys, Riverdale is fantastic. There's a full demon supernatural king on it. Absolutely not. It absolutely is. It is on Wednesday nights on the CW. That is it for this show this week. This show is brought to you by yourpopfilter.com. It's a place where you can get all of our podcasts and also various other media articles and stuff. It's a great place. You should go to yourpopfilter.com. If you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. We've mentioned it a couple times already on this show, but we'll throw it in again here. You can do a lot of stuff like, I don't know, make us eat garbanzo beans or potentially, if we've set that up, make Ryan and Mike dress up in S&M gear. I mean, I don't want to have bought the gear for nothing. That's It's just, you should do it. Uh, if you also want to help us out in another way, you can go to Amazon.com. Sla- nope, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. I do that backwards every single time. Go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon and make that your Amazon.com bookmark. It's just like regular Amazon for you, but 
it helps us out a little bit. So just do that. It's really easy. If you like us in like video form, you go to youtube.com, search for Your Pop Filter. There are various videos and clips from our show. Or if you like us on social media, it'll be at Your Pop Filter or facebook.com slash Your Pop Filter. If you want to contact us in a more long-form format, you can go to contact at yourpopfilter.com as an email address. Give your thoughts on the show. If you think Riverdale's garbage or like you want to just tell us that like Ryan's really wrong and it is totally supernatural and just like verify my thoughts, that'd be great. Uh, you can do that at contact at yourpopfilter.com as an email address. Or if you wanted to call us up, you can give us a ring ding ding at 1562DRDJPOP. That's 1562DRDJPOP. He's a robot associate. He takes our messages for us. One of his hands is a dangerous amount of jingle jangle. His other hand is a. <laughs> Spatula. <laughs> and his foot is a... All of the other shows that we do on Pop Filter. Absolutely. And he's a little robot, and he does all kinds of stuff. And his other foot is, like, I don't know... He's uh, quite big. He's not that little at all. He's, he's swole. frightening. Well, I'm just a, I'm a big boy, so I call everything little. That is how you would contact us if you like this show and you want other shows. Mike, tell us about a show that you like. I love Movie of the Year. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Full score and seven yeah. years when ago, I loved him. Our pal Greg makes Ryan and I fight to the death each and every week to become his best friend while arguing about uh, to find the best movie of any given year. It's like a children's fight club. It's yeah. like some sort of baby teeth fight club. But yeah. somehow it's about movies and somehow people that are more fit than Archie. Like uh-huh. we've been working out. We look good. I thank you. You look okay too. <laughs> I said we've been looking good. Yeah. I don't listen. Cassie. Tell us about a show that you like that maybe you're on, possibly. Oh, possibly that I'm on. Leading uh, the witness. <laughs> uh, I like a little show called Unnatural 20s. It's a, where a group of four friends get together who are bad at getting through life in their 20s and also bad at making decisions. So we roll a dice to figure out what we talk about. Look, I know you're all buddies and the gimmick of that show is let's be fucking nice to each other all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You have to send Devante to the hospital. This kid pisses and shits himself all uh, the time. It's a real worry, yeah. It's, it's not okay. Yeah. And you all just we go, should. Devante. <laughs> it's oh, Devante. You're a bad friend. <laughs> if I if I piss myself one quarter of the amount of times that Devante does, I would want my friends to be like, hey, buddy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Something's wrong. Something's up. Ryan, tell us about another show you like. If you love how we cover Riverdale, but you're like, I wish there was a better show than Riverdale that was covered oh, fuck better, you. Fuck you. Uh, oh, tune into the oh, OCD where Mike leads me down a journey of every single episode of the seminal Fox summer blockbuster, The O.C. That is honestly the most upsetting thing that you've ever told me. I find it to be the least upsetting. If you like just me and you want to listen to me and maybe some other stuff, you should listen to Taylor Talking Taylor. It's a podcast where I and sometimes a guest discuss other Taylors of note. Do you like those episodes less? The guest ones? I, wow, this is a this is not a lot of Taylor on this one. I I want to say no. I know you do, buddy. <laughs> but I fully do. But if you listen and you can hear him kick the guest in the shin every three minutes, you can <laughs> yeah. tell he doesn't like those episodes. Uh, that is it for those shows and also this show. Next week, we're going to be talking about Sabrina! <laughs> She's here, y'all. I am so excited for that show, and I'm going to watch literally all of it all at once, but we're going to be watching it week by week, and we'll talk about the premiere episode on the next episode that you listen to, which 
Which? For Mike, I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Ryan for Ryan. I'm Cassie for Cassie. I'm the rest of you on Natural 20s. And for the rest of you on Natural 20s, we are all witches. And we're getting on our little broomsticks and we're flying away. And we're going to live with the devil. And he's going to love us. That's it. Here. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, we got Tay and K. Tay and K. Oh, that's so cute. Tay K. Ray May. Do we get no? You grandfather? I, I think Everybody like, loves Ray May. You're Mike K. And then Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm always disincluded. Cassie, I was trying to bring in both of us, but I will cut the cord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cassie, how has your week been? You know, it's been okay. Getting through, you know. Yeah. Just did, a day at a time. Did were you one of the people question. who got a bomb sent to you? You know what? That's a bus. I was not. Okay. I, there was no bomb Feel sent to me. Did I you did you think you were more influential in the world? And now like, I almost sad. did. Like there was a un, there was a blank package at my doorstep, and I was like, "Oh my god, this could be my moment," but definitely wasn't. It was just. Does it, that mean that we're not like like democratic enough? Like yeah, we're not out there because that guy de- definitely used his bombs liberally. Oh, uh, that was the thing that like if it was just like send it to Obama, sure. Send it to Biden, sure. Send it to like the senators, fine. The moment he opened it up to Robert De Niro, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, well, why, where the fuck's my bomb? Like, if this asshole, like, he's just sending it to whoever. And that's how you know it's like a Fox News person, because it's just stuff, people they've screamed about. Because yeah. Fox News, not hip to the podcast, that's why us and the Pod Saves guys did not get bombed. Do you think it was Megyn Kelly? It was probably Megyn Kelly. Nobody will talk about blackface now. <laughs> oh, Signed, Megyn Kelly. That's, this week has been... Absolutely insane because I forgot that the Megyn Kelly blackface thing even yeah. happened. Should we do a spinoff show? We do a lot of pop culture shows here at yourpopfilter.com. Should we do a new show called This Week in White People? I feel like it's time and we might be the voices to handle that. <laughs> or what about, no, but this week was crazy. But this week was this crazy. This was the this week. week. Was crazy. And every week it ends it's with, there's ain't no way next week's going to be crazier. I think there have been a lot of crazy weeks, but I think still the craziest day was the same day that they had the dress scenario and those two llamas were loose. Like, at the same oh, the, time. On the freeway? Blue dress, gold dress? The blue dress, gold dress, and there were two llamas that on were the just on the loose. Yeah, yeah, on the freeway, yeah. Remember when a crazy week was fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, I can't wait to see Tosh.0 cut this up. Yeah. That's oh, upsetting. Life was so much easier. Were the llamas together or were they rivals? Well, I mean, so there was a white llama and a black llama, and a lot was made out of that scenario. Drama with the llamas? Yeah. And I think at one point, one of the llamas got up on a roof, and like <laughs> they were just, they were straight up going wild. Just spitting? It was a, guys, that was a good day on Twitter. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, Do you think anything could happen that wouldn't surprise us at this point? Like, I'm pretty dead to whatever comes across my yeah. feed. Llama related like, or otherwise? I just anything. Like, nothing could surprise me anymore. I think every now and then a thing does happen that surprises me. Like the the guy putting the get her done stickers on the bottom. <laughs> that, that was that was a, a touch too far. I was like, this is a fake thing that someone made, but no. If a llama said a bomb to Obama, that would be crazy. And then dropped a mixtape about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Obama's llama. I go 
from Islama to your mom. The bomb came from inside oh. the house? Oh. The, guys, I want to say that was the best rhyme I've ever been able to complete on this podcast. I agree. Not just best rhyme, best sentence. Fair. I, go to the speech classes Ryan and I pay for every week. You never go. I, well, you know what? I won't because it's blood money that you have. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> we try to talk him into it by that little chant we do. Speech, 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 speech and speech. you never give one. Uh, four score and <laughs> seven years ago, Webster's Dictionary defined friendship as a place where you go with John Candy once said. So he, is, he has been going. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've learned a lot. is just memorizing this one speech we want him to give. <laughs> yeah. You guys gave me a, a series of notes, and I've been learning one of the note cards week by week. I've been seven weeks. You guys are very bad at writing speeches. Oh, I think it's a poor speechman who blames his speechwriters. <laughs> That's not. I, I am a poor speechman, Jesus. but I don't think that is a phrase. You would know if you went to speech writing 2.0. Mm-hmm. Touche. You got me there. <laughs> Two points there. 